Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. I'm Sue Meyer. Today we're going to be talking about a remedy that many people know a lot about, and some people know nothing about it. It's an amazing remedy that, when I before I heard of it even as a homeopathic remedy, I knew about this as a very powerful herb this remedy is called Sanguinaria. It is from the Papaverte family of plants, like opium. And of course, we all know what opium is, right? <laughs> it's the huge drug that everything seems to come from, all of our opioids, all of our drugs that people are addicted to today. Well, you have to remember, it's kind of like the cannabis family. We have cannabis indica and cannabis sativa. Cannabis indica is the marijuana that has the constituents of people having mind symptoms, and the cannabis sativa is hemp, which it doesn't have those illusionary mind symptoms, but it does work to heal the body of aches and pains because it is rich in a constituent that helps to heal the body. So here we have the opium, or the papaverte family of plants, and sanguinaria is one we're talking about today. Its keynote is it's called rose cold. And that's really, really interesting because it's such a famous allergy and allergic asthma remedy. It's very right-sided remedy, and it's a very deep-acting remedy. Like I said, it works to heal organ tissue, and it's, it's very, very amazing. Like I said, when we use the sanguinaria remedy for allergies and things, it's very often called for in a 30C or a 200C remedy. So we'll talk about that. But some of the things that... You need to know about sanguinaria, the key words again, it's right-sided and it's burning pains, inflammatory symptoms of the mucous membranes and the respiratory and gastrointestinal tract and the skin. There's much heat, the the flushings of the skin, the redness of the cheeks, the flushings. Um, Those are very characteristic traits of this remedy. It suits well persons with pulmonary disorders and with that have liver involvement. So you have that pulmonary liver issue. And people like that, you're going to notice that they don't digest their food well. They have a lot of breathlessness, things like that. Those are just external, very simple symptoms of someone that may need this remedy. Um, the sensation is if hot water poured from the breast to the abdomen. So it's like it's trickling down. Um, colic, like I said, the colic with a poor digestion with a weak liver. Intermittent fevers, nervous fevers, uh, fevers from because of the pulmonary or hepatic region is weak. Uh, flushes again, those flushes that to the face and the head, and headaches during the fever. Jaundice, you know, because there's a huge. I always think of it for the spleen, but it's a huge liver remedy. Um, you, know, you might have the jaundice. Constipation, again, you have that, that colic, constipation, that liver issues, diarrhea, constipation. The cough, and this is a, hu- it's a huge respiratory tract remedy, and it's famous for its cough after the influenza. 
I'm going to actually just read to you a little bit about what Clark actually wrote. He says, Sanguinaria affects the whole respiratory tract. It irritates the nasal mucous membrane and causes coryza with pain at the root of the nose, lost or perverted sense of smell, and sensitive to the odor of flowers. Influenza, hay fever, and polyps have all come within its range. Laryngitis and mucous membranes have been cured. And he says, I have found it meet a greater proportion of the tracheal and bronchial coughs of epidemic influenza than any other remedy. The chief features are violent dry cough, wheezing, whistling, metallic sputa, almost impossible to raise. He says, I have seen several cases of this kind rescued from apparently imminent death by sanguinaria. <laughs> you have to remember that when he was writing this, people used to die from when they get the influenza. Okay, I admit, you know, today we have, you know, antibiotics and things like that. They slap them in the hospital, they put them on IVs to keep them hydrated, and they put them on antibiotics. Well, antibiotics do their job. They really, really do. And I'm not saying somebody should never take antibiotics. I'm just saying that um, if we can't avoid it at all costs, we do because it disrupts our digestive system so much, and that's another whole story. Anyway, they would use homeopathy and pull people out of the, out of the drink, so to speak, you know? He says, I have seen several cases um, rescued from apparent imminent death. The relief comes by the expectoration of a thick plug of mucus which was causing suffocation and which the patient was too weak to dislodge. He says, after influenza, children often get a cough scarcely distinguishable from the whooping cough. He says, sanguinaria is a chief remedy for this, and it is also the remedy for severe cough after the whooping cough, especially when the cough returns with every fresh cold. Sanguinaria acts powerfully on the outer chest, the sternum, and the mammae. Like chelidonium for the liver, because we always know chelidonium is a huge liver remedy. For anyone with a weakened liver condition, chelidonium low potency is amazing to help restore liver function. But like chelidonium, it, is a, it has a reputation for curing cancer, polyps, and new growths. He says he's seen breast tumors diminish under its action. The, one of the things that he said is very characteristic is the offensiveness and the acridity which characterize the discharges of sanguinaria. The breath and flatus are very offensive. It's a very offensive remedy. The headaches are of great intensity and have some striking characteristics. They are periodic every seventh day. They begin in the morning, increase to noon, and then diminish. They are bursting or as if the eyes would be pressed out. They begin at the occiput and spread upwards and forwards and settle over the right eye like a flash of lightning in the occiput. It's better for sleep, return at the climactic, and Herring described the headache of the sanguinaria as the American sick headache, rush of blood causing faintness and nausea, pains lanceating or throbbing, can neither bear light nor odors, nor the least jar, and anyone stepping across the floor, at the height of the headache, vomiting of food and bile, pain so violent that the patient goes out of her mind or seeks relief by pressing against the pillow or with their hands. So it's very interesting. All these doctors have the same, you know, we're talking um, Clark, Allen, Kent, the Alt, Herring. They had a, 
they were very impressed by this remedy when you have those keynotes. It's just an amazing, amazing remedy. The larynx is if swollen. Throat as if it's so dry it would crack. It's just, it's amazing. The pharynx as if burnt or scalded. It's, it's, in a, it's a very, very powerful, powerful remedy. There's a lot of irritability, a moroseness with this, anxiety and dread of proceeding um, that precedes the vomiting. It's a, like I said, it's a very powerful remedy. I guess we know this remedy mostly for its respiratory symptoms, but it has an affection for um, the genital urinary system as well, both male and female. It has, you know, the, the stomach, the liver symptoms, the abdomen, the spleen. The appetite is affected. He craves for not, he knows not what. The tormenting thirst. There's a lot, a lot of symptoms. And it's not like, you know, it's so funny when people read the Materia Medica, they just freak out. They'll say, what? Look at all these symptoms. I don't have all this. Well, clearly, if you had every symptom, you would die <laughs> on any single remedy. But you have to remember that each remedy is a compilation of all the people who have gone before us that did the provings of these remedies. And a lot of times in the old, like in the old days when they proved a remedy, in other words, they, they took healthy people and they gave them the remedy for nine days or more in a 30C potency. And then they would start to develop the symptoms that that remedy would be good for to, to cure. Okay, so someone would develop those burning pains with a streaming hot water feeling from the sternum to the abdomen. and Or someone would have the liver pains or the vomiting or the headaches. or Not everybody had their own symptoms of any particular remedy. So... In the earlier days, when the Indians actually introduced, the American Indians used <clears throat> this remedy in the, the plant form. And when it was abused, they would develop, that's how they actually used, they proved this remedy originally, was they knew that if someone was abusing the herb, that they would develop all these symptoms. And so that was a really clear picture of what was going on. And... When they would stop taking it, then the pains would go away. So they knew that, you know, okay, fine, this might work to get rid of a few ailments, but if it's taken too much for too long, then they would develop these severe symptoms. So that's they, then they knew um, about this remedy more in more depth. It was very, very interesting. This remedy is also, I mean, the, the pains in the scapula, the neck and the back, the lower limbs, upper limbs, there's itching and there's pain, rheumatic pain. So it's it's a huge remedy and it has a lot of rubrics and it's it's very a very big remedy. So it's it's a it's interesting. I wanted to bring this up because of all the the coughs and respiratory issues that we have, but it is most famous for the allergy type symptoms that are very very famous. It's known as the rose cold remedy. It, and that's really simple, right? When you go from that to curing cancer, you can see how big this remedy really is. And that just makes me want to talk about as in general, how we all throw out symptoms. Like I said, I'm talking about how many people have gone before us and proved this remedy. And when you look at the sanguinaria and the materia medica, there's symptom after symptom after symptom. And like I said, if I took this remedy to prove this remedy, and I'm in my healthy state and I take this remedy to prove it, and I start to develop symptoms, I'm not going to have all of those symptoms. My body, the, the things that would show up in my body are my weaknesses. You know, I tend to have a weaker liver. So that's probably where mine would show up. And 
you know, either that or it would fix my liver. <laughs> but the point is, is we throw out symptoms wherever our natural weakness is. That's why some people, you know, like some families have cancer. Some people, some families have rheumatoid arthritis. Some families have neuro neurological issues. We have our pre-hereditary disposition, our natural weaknesses within us. And those are the things that are going to show up when we don't have perfect food or perfect living conditions or we have too much stress or we, we've gotten injured. When you get injured, it's kind of funny because in the materia medica, we don't even think about this, but mechanical injuries can actually bring out the weaknesses in our whole body. So I actually, I remember one time I had a mechanical injury. It was, it was really, really, it's very, very painful. I didn't even think of it as really serious, but it was very painful. It was so painful that I actually started to um, walk differently. I, it affected my day, affected my sleep, it affected everything. This happened about three years ago. And after that, I started, I my, all my, my health started going downhill tremendously. And one of the gals that came in the store, I mean, I started gaining weight. I felt really like puffy, like my hands and like it affected my sleep, it affected everything. So when the gals came in our store and she, she was a yoga, she's a yoga instructor and she said, Sue, I did that same thing. It was, I pulled a hamstring. Okay. <laughs> like the tendon that attaches to the bone. And like I said, it was so painful. I didn't go in. I just started taking, you know, Arnica and Rudigrav and <laughs> Hypericum for pain. But she said, Sue, and she was young. She, I think at this time when I, when I was talking to her, she's just in her mid thirties. And she said, when I, I did that to myself. She said it was nine months and I worked hard to get that healed up. And she was, so that put her in her late twenties. So she's nearly 30 years younger than me. <laughs> and it took me, I still once in a while now, after even three years, I still think about it once in a while because every now and then it'll ache. I'm pretty much over it now and I'm starting to finally feel better, but I'll tell you what, and it took me a long time to pinpoint my failing health back to that mechanical injury. Don't ask me how I got sidetracked here. <laughs> I'm just trying to explain how everything affects us. We don't think it does. We think, oh, I'm tough. I can get over it. But it does affect us. And I mean, I thought I handled the pain just fine. I had to stop walking for a little bit um, and tried, tried not to stop walking too long. And then as soon as I could limp, I started going for my walks again. Well, at the same time, limping also takes its is a burden on the other muscles and joints that you're <laughs> and so you know everything just starts to eat out of shape eat out of out of whack and it does affect you so don't think it doesn't and the right remedy will help but at the same time when we've been injured that's really really huge and all these weaknesses can come about and i i have noticed that my I started actually started having stomach problems after that, as well as my liver started flaring up every now and then. I say liver. Um, I'd say that because my digestion, I would start to have heartburn and things like that again. And I hadn't had that for years and years. So it was all affected again because when the body is trying to heal in one area, everything else can just slip away very easily in the sense that if it's a weak area in the first place, it's going to flare up. So it's. I just wanted to bring all that up because you're not going to die. It's just your body throwing out symptoms that tell you, Hey, help me. I need a remedy. I need you to help me with this. And so when we get in a weakened condition too, our immune system plummets, 
That's when we can get these colds and flus. And and the cold and flu is not a big it's not a big deal. It's not bad because it, every time we get a flu and we fight it naturally and we let it run its course, then our body is stronger. The immune system is stronger for that. It's when we suppress those symptoms that we're going to have problems. And it won't take very many years for those problems to show up and show the depth of how far you suppress them. And so these remedies are here for us to use and understand and, and get to know. We're going to start our advanced homeopathy class again. I know we've taken a long break because, um, as you all know, I have the store and then we have our podcast and we have our website and then we also have the members group which i absolutely love the members group is proving to be a lot of fun for me a lot of work a lot of fun and i say a lot of work because my my daughter-in-law and my my friend joy keep me busy <laughs> so can you and um and now i'm planning to go and teach classes around the country this next year i'm going to be really really busy we're going to start in georgia in the end of january we're going to florida in february and I'm really excited about it because one of the things I love most is traveling. And this, this trip, my husband's going to go with me. And so it's, we're not retired yet, but we're, we're to the point where we really want to spend time together um, because we've been really busy. And I mean, we're, we're, you know, like we're one of these couples that any two minutes we get together, we're like, thank you, God. <laughs> it's just fun. And so we're really excited about our travels and my new classes that I'll be teaching because I've... I have the crash course, of, cor of course, and then the world's disease and homeoprophylaxis course. And those are two, I, they're my, uh, the staples that I think every family should understand homeopathy. And the crash course gives you a really good foundation. And then the world's disease and homeoprophylaxis course is an awesome course because that one, it teaches you about diseases and <laughs> the origin of the, the diseases and what to do about them and how to take care of them if they should come into the neighborhood. And once you understand something, it takes the fear out of it. Uh, you know, it's just like I used to tell my kids, get to know your enemies, know who they are, what they're about and all their tricks. Because once you know your enemy, then you're no longer afraid of them. You know how to fight them and combat them. And it's no different than disease. So once you understand that disease, it takes the fear out and you just methodically go through life and you know how to handle it. And so and then the homeoprophylaxis is part of that course, and it teaches you how to effectively immunize your family, especially the small children, against disease. And so we learn about that, and I love those two classes. And then we're, I'm also doing a homeopathy for, for hormonal health, which has been in the making for about five years, and I'm really thrilled about this class. Because once we understand our hormonal system, which is literally everything, it's our personality, it's everything. <laughs> and then we go through so many hormonal stages throughout our life. And how can homeopathy help to maintain a good hormonal health? Which, like I said, if our hormones are balanced, our immune system is balanced, we're not subject to autoimmune diseases. It's just, it, and it's, I'm, I've tried to put this course together so that it seems understandable. And it seems like, oh my gosh, you know, we have all these things at our disposal. 
So that's a really exciting course for me that's finally come to its fruition. And then, of course, I'm doing, I've had a lot of moms ask about cranial sacral and muscle response testing. So we're doing a couple of classes, half-day classes of each of those in Florida as well, which is fun. It's really exciting to me to do those because it's stuff that every family should know about, just simple stuff, and how you can utilize it and use it in your own family. So those are some of the things that we're doing coming up. And I, you know, like I said, the more that families know and understand homeopathy and natural health and how you can just reach for something, it's not complicated if we don't overthink it. You know, just understand the rubrics, how to look at the symptoms, the questions to ask, and then find the right remedy. So, all right, folks, I'm gonna let you go. So. I hope I didn't get too, too far off track here. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be going to Texas too in April and, uh, and hopefully out west this summer. I'm looking to go to Montana and Idaho this summer as well. I'm really excited about it and I hope you will all join me. Let's, you know, get together and learn about homeopathy and natural health and just go to town. <laughs> all right. With that, may God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.